Gira can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kavai, it's fantastic! One front, David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Juninho's done it! Welcome to the Streets Don't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts. They have two knees between them. It's Ben Woolley and Harry Martinez. <laughs> hey, at least you've got opposite knees. I'd, I'd honestly argue one and a half at a push. <laughs> and led the king of podcasting. <laughs> Well, we've got a we've got a, a jam-packed and exciting episode this week, but let's kick it off with the Andy Cass of the Week Award. Patrick Bamford won it last week. Ben, who is getting it this week? Well, you've got some esteemed company this week because embodying the, the very spirit of the award, it had to go to Jaden Sancho. <laughs> uh, oh yes. Oh yes. Superb show. Absolutely rotted in the doldrums at Manchester United. One of their should we say least successful to be kind sightings in recent memory uh, moves to Dortmund again and it took him what 23 minutes to come on and immediately contribute more to the attacking play than he did at United in like a year and a half yeah I will say that surely surely the German league is I don't think it's a lower standard I just think the play is different it's slower it's yeah. they drop deeper or they play higher or however He's they play He's not exactly blessed with like the burst of pace you need as a Premier League winger is he No he's just he no. suits that league a lot better but he's obviously a good player I mean it's great for England he might he might show some <laughs> form again The funny part is he's obviously was left out of Man United didn't apologize to Tang Hag was collecting 350 grand a week to play pro clubs. And he was still probably better than Anton in his time at Man United. Yeah. <laughs> also, that yeah, is the dream, for by it. the way. I was waiting for a week just to play pro clubs. Oh, my God. Yeah, man's li- man is living the dream. Forget about playing in the Prem. It's all about pro clubs on 350 grand a week. He didn't I have to pay for <laughs> fee for either. The <laughs> and he gets his sodding 99 rated player or not. But he he what are we doing? What are Ollie, we doing? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, as a left-footed centre-back, you need to get in the game just so you can have that card, mate. Oh, true. Oh, the new Nedley King. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I'd get my surname inserted on Pro Clubs as well, so I could Ledley finally... Queen. Uh... Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember last week, boys, we, uh, we, we touched upon the wonderful interview with Tommy Johnson in the shoot annual from, was it 1995? 90, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Who? One of those. I've tried to block it from my memory, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I'm bringing back Fact Corner this week, and we have, as I mentioned, the famous Aston Villa drinks clip, where the Aston Villa squad from 1995-96 were asked about their favourite drinks. Some of these are golden. It's a fact. I'm talking about facts. Is Tommy Johnson in there? Uh, I don't think he was in there, unfortunately. Oh, boo. Okay. But we do have some recognisable names. We'll start with Andy Townsend. His response was, lager. But I'll have a pint <laughs> of two or Guinness if I'm in Ireland. Oh, good on him. He doesn't care what it is as long as it's cold. <laughs> Love that. Next up, Dwight York. 
<laughs> okay, that's good. We, we might have to bleep that. We'll definitely have to bleep that. He actually said, he said a black currant lemonade or lemonade and lime. Oh, well, welcome back to the out of pocket, won't forget podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right, you're me. going for the one pound drink as well. Shocking that is. One of these isn't like a WKD. I'm going to be very disappointed. Are you surprised that a man has been dodging child support for the child past support, yeah. years? Play, pays <laughs> one pound for his drinks. No. Oh, mate. Ribena caused quite the controversy amongst the Villa squad. Mark Bosnich and Ian Taylor, they both love Ribena. Taylor also loves a Budweiser now and again. <laughs> Goalkeeper Nigel Spink, though, hates Ribena. Not a fan. I love Ribena, but the price of it nowadays, you can forget it. Yeah, but price of that in the 90s, mate. You're drinking it like water. Yeah, but that's relative. The cost you know, of the process has really hit the price of Ribena. Bloody <laughs> my, Brexit. My, my wage in the 90s is about £2.60. I'm not affording Ribena, mate. Yeah, but they're doing like the five-on-five drills or whatever. Do you know that's how they decide up? Decide the teams. It's those who like Ribena and those who don't facing off. It's it's not skins versus bibs. It's Ribena versus non-Ribena. Nigel Spink also said he loves a pint of bitter, and this is a direct quote, or a Bacardi and Coke, usually a double. Oh, good on him. Well, nice. Get you a man who could do both, honestly. Bloody hell. (laughs) Double war for you. Uh, Ugo Ekiog, old lager, so don't you dare offer him a pint or a can. It has to be a specified bottle. No, a bottle is admittedly better than a can, but yes, but drafts elite. Yeah, drafts elite. And finally, the classic English football's most boring man alongside James Milner, Gareth Southgate. Water. Anything else would be too spicy for him, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets the burn from the song Vindaloo, mate. <laughs> if you had to if you had to like compare Gareth Southgate's tactical style to a drink, it probably would be <laughs> water. <laughs> oh, if he didn't play five at the back and he went to four four two, it'd definitely be water. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, that was uh, the Aston Villa squad from 1995-96 and their favourite drinks. I enjoyed that. We'll have Sunderland next week and they're all going to be Bovril. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fact. I'm talking about facts. Uh, Harry, I believe you've got something for us as well. Yes, I have, mate. I've been looking forward to this. So the last couple of weeks, as we know, I love to browse social media. I'll probably spend my life on it, really, don't I? Um, yeah. I was browsing TikTok, and I came across a video that was the top 10 most iconic moments in football history. And I wanted to run through them with you, just, just oh, to get your God. opinion on them. This okay, is here we go. They're not yep. bad. I actually think they're pretty good. They're pretty good. So at number 10, we have the Roberto Carlos free kick against France. Yeah, so that's probably up there. All right, fair, fair enough. Everyone yeah. knows that goal. Yeah. Uh, Number nine, we got Zidane headbutting Marco Materazzi. 100%. Which yeah, is iconic. a good one. Number eight. Pass the trophy as well in tears. Yeah. Hate to see it. Number eight, we've got the Scorpion kick save. Oh, yes. Yeah. Iconic. He's got some, he, Keeper himself has got an interesting story to it. But yeah, really yeah, yeah. The is save is great. The man. Yeah. Number seven, we've got Leicester City winning the Premier League at one to 5,000 odds. Which yeah. I thought was a bit low, to be honest with you, but, you know, I'd whatever. I'd say that's probably up there, yeah. Number six was Andreas Escobar's own goal, 
which obviously led to the to the murder of of uh, I Escobar himself. Quite describe that as iconic, maybe more tragic. I would say yeah. it's a yeah, it's a big part of football history, though. Everyone okay. knows about it. Number five, we got uh, Roberto Baggio's penalty miss. No, oh, not on that. I would put that lower as well. I would put yeah. that lower as well. Number Sad. four. That feels like got... a big 90s moment, not a big like. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big international moment, maybe. Yeah. At number four, we've got Arsenal going the whole 2003 2004 season. That's number one. That's number one. Absolutely. I think you'll like number one. I think you'll like number one. I will, right. by the way, I will. I will repost this uh, this TikTok onto our account, so people who want to go check it out and you know ha- have a comment on it themselves, feel free. Uh, number three, we've got the Aguero moment to win the league. Oh, that is iconic! Even that is iconic. just the commentary alone. Yeah. Uh, number two, we've got Maradona's hand of God. Yes. Yeah. Peter and- Shilton, you can stay mad. <laughs> That's a jump, Peter. Short you point. too, David Seaman. Yeah. Little man. <laughs> And at number one, and I think you might agree with this, and this is the direct quote from from the uh, video itself: Mohamed El Nenny scoring against Oxford United. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest Egyptian to ever play in the Premier League. That, uh, that, oh, that yeah. is that is legitimately uh, number one. That is brilliant. <laughs> is this from Mohamed El Nenny's official TikTok account? <laughs> I thought it <laughs> would have been the like, Egyptian national team put this list together. <laughs> Most Shaman. The man is an Arsenal fan, the guy who posted it, which obviously kind of adds to the idea I, that El Nani's ball against Oxford I is the really, most iconic yeah. moment. I really respect the fact he's gone to the effort of making a top 10 and actually Never putting support one. into it just for the payoff of the joke of putting El Nani at number one. You know, it's I kind of respect it. Anyone who uses TikTok will know it's one of those videos where you have to swipe across the pictures. So I was going through it thinking, oh, yeah, it's in bad. Yeah, decent top 10. Wonder what number one is. And I got to it and I saw El Nenny's goal against Oxford. I f-ing lost it. <laughs> I've been swiping the whole time thinking, what's number one? <laughs> Disappointed that it wasn't the uh, the Yaya Sinogo goal, I think he scored against Dortmund, where in the celebration, no one is more surprised at Sonogo scoring than Sonogo himself. <laughs> Either that or his hat trick in the Emirates Cup against Benfica. And then he falls <laughs> over the camera. Uh, oh, surely it's Paul Bardley's halfway line goal for uh, against Stevenage. Oh no, Peter Crouch's hat trick. Peter Crouch's yeah, hat trick. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's move on. It's uh, it's been a while since we've had this segment, but the January transfer window is now open. So good, bad, or ugly is. Oh back. yes. Oh nice. Run that jingle. Top player. Different class. First up, the biggest deal of the window so far. Radu Dragusin, Genoa to Spurs for £25 million. Good, bad or ugly? Oh, I'm going ugly for one reason alone. It's, and it's that before, before the transfer was even fully confirmed, oh, yes. his agent was already in the media saying, whoopsie, we probably should have gone to buy it. That is a yeah. fan. You are like, from that moment onwards. That guy does not want to be at this club already. And it's the most Spursy thing that could happen. Yeah, people are saying he rejected by him, but in reality, he, he apparently gave his word to Tottenham and didn't want to go back on that, which, very good of the guy, but, you know, if you got the option of moving to Bayern... <laughs> what, what it sounded like happened was, they said they wanted to move to Spurs before Bayern had even come in with an offer, and then by the time the Bayern stuff was confirmed, Spurs had already, yeah, already sent the money and off he was. 
Uh, I can't tell you if it's good, bad, or ugly because I've never seen the f- play. No, I, I also hadn't heard of him before this transfer started. Never. No, so. Neither would I. But the one thing I will say is, based purely off how he looks, I don't think him and Christian Romero will ever play together because one will one always will be, be suspended, suspended while the other <laughs> one isn't. He, he apparently is a very good player. From what I've read, that he got the move to uh, Genoa in the summer, I think, didn't he? And apparently he's been very good. But how um, many times have we seen good players go to Spurs? Because Spurs, they, uh, that club does things to players that just makes yeah. them awful. Serie A centre-backs tend to be a good shout, though. If you're looking for a centre-back and you don't want to pay Premier League prices, Serie A tends to be a good place to get them. Can you, you give us an example? Because I'm trying to think of an awful one. Christian Romero's not a bad defender. <laughs> I'll shut oh, on a second there, mate. I think he's a bad defender. The man can't tackle, he can just foul you. He's not a bad defender, though. Before you arrived on this call, Ben described him as the worst defender in the world. <laughs> well, differences, I guess. Differences. I don't think he's a bad defender. I, how can he be a good defender when he can't defend? Yeah, true. Talking of probably the worst defender in the world, Eric Dyer, Spurs to Bayern Munich on loan. Good, bad, or ugly? Is it or hilarious? Loan? Yeah, there's, yeah, I don't know if there's an option to buy, but it's on loan for now. Like I said, when did I I I think I said it to you when we were playing pro clubs the other week. It doesn't matter who buy and sign, really, does it? Like as long as you've got some sort of depth, you're gonna win the league. Like I know this year they might struggle or whatever, but they will eventually they will win something, regardless of having Eric Dyer playing at the back. Rather than rating this good, bad, or ugly, can I rate this as baffling? Because how has he gotten this move? I'll tell you how he's got this move. Harry Kane said. I'm struggling to settle in Germany. Can you yeah, please bring an Englishman or a former teammate? And they've gone for the man who's bilingual, so he picks up German very quickly. <laughs> Do you know the worst part of this means is that he's almost definitely going to keep getting called up to the England squad as well. Surely oh, not. He's been out of it for a while. 100%. Nice. Oh, mate, he's going to go out to Germany. He's going to quote-unquote dominate in that Bayern team because they face about three shots a season. And then hey, Southgate's going to look at that and go... Yeah, we'll have a bit of that. No, you're forgetting. Gareth, Gareth forgetting. Waterboy Southgate is calling him. No, you're forgetting. He plays in a foreign league and Gareth Southgate forgets that football ah, exists outside of true. England. For Kyle Tawari has been English for how many years and he hasn't got a call up? <laughs> that, that is a transgression I will not let stand for another tournament. <laughs> All right, we're not having this. It's shocking, to be honest with you. So Eric Dyer might be safe. He might be forgotten now. Hopefully. A final Spurs deal for you now. Timo Werner on loan to Tottenham from Red Bull. Oh, stinky! Good, bad, or ugly? And I'm, I am gonna go good. And you're gonna think I'm mad, but there's one reason that <laughs> him and Richarlison up front together is gonna be the single funniest strike partnership in football <laughs> history. That's gonna be hilarious to watch. I don't get how they they need a striker, so they go out and sign someone who is probably better on the wing. Like it just. None of it makes sense. I don't know why you uh, haven't gone and launched a bid we, at Ivan Tony or something. It, but uh, we can't question Big Ange. He's not allowed to be questioned. Look, he calls I, everyone mate. He knows what he's doing. It's have, a joke. How, how, have they got an option to buy Werner? Not that I think they'll ever activate it. I don't think so. It's such a weird sign-in then. I don't... Leipzig must have really wanted rid of him. Unless alone feeds quite a lot. But either way, uh, it's a so. weird transfer. To finish the segment... One deal from Europe. 
Football manager wonder kid Marcus Leonardo going to Benfica from Santos for eighteen million pounds. Good, bad, or ugly? I'll hate it because I can't do it on Football Manager anymore. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to argue that that's bad because I know that if you're signing wonder kids from Brazil, they usually have a release clause of around six million. So you've overpaid by threefold there for him. Okay, that's a bold assumption. I am going to say good because if you are moving to Europe from South America, you cannot go anywhere better than Benfica. Well, especially so if you're Brazilian you and speak Portuguese. Star and then sell you for 60 million quid. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to like Benfica, Ajax and the like, you know yeah. that you've got a big payday coming your way and some dullard big club in Europe is going to like set you for three generations at some point. You're playing yeah. in a better league, but it's not the top level, but you get Champions League football. So no, this is, yeah. this is an- another wonder kid they've signed in January because they signed uh, Andreas Sheldrup last January, didn't they? From yeah, Northland. they did. So yeah. They know what they're doing with Benfica. They've proven it time and time again. And they, uh, yeah, they're they playing strong gold once more. Yeah, good <laughs> on them. Who, who wouldn't? Well, let's move on to the main part of the episode. And I know we're all excited for this. After looking at the, uh, 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 the golden eras of Bolton and Newcastle, we're focusing on a Spanish side this week, who have fallen on hard times, but still hold a place in the heart of the streets. In 2010, Qatari Sheikh Abdullah Al Thani took control of Malaga. He proceeded to splash the cash on streets won't forget stars, including Santi Cazorla, Isco, Julio Baptista, and many more. This investment fired them up the table and into the Champions League, and Los Bocaneros came within seconds of a historic semi-final tie. The money's now gone, and Malaga are down in the third tier of Spanish football. For that one fleeting moment, it looked like they might conquer Europe. What a side this was, boys. Incredible. I the, think you look at the list of players here, and it is streets won't forget on streets won't forget. Yeah, it is fantastic. 100%. I think I speak for both myself and Woolly here when I say th- this is probably my favourite streets won't forget team of all time. Yeah, 100% agree. I think the difference between this and the Bolton team and the Newcastle team, although they had very good streets where we get players, these players in this team, every single one of them is a streets where we get player. This team was just actually good. And was good, yeah. Like the, yeah. They, they were finals unbelievable. in the Champions League. Like, oh, it was so the much insanity. fun. So much fun to watch. And had and- Wonder Kids. Like yeah, you're not going to be any other one. Incredibly biased for this whole episode because, as we've already established, they have my favourite ever player. So, in my books, exactly. best streets won't forget team by far. For those who aren't aware of some of the players, let's quickly run through them. There's obviously Santi Cazorla, Isco, Jeremy Tulalon, Rude Van Nistelrooy, Javier Saviola, Julio Baptista, Martin Demichelis, Nacho Monreal. It's just like a never and even Salomon Rondon as well. Well, I know Rocky you both Santa are. Cruz. <laughs> Rocky Santa yeah, Cruz. Rocky Santa Cruz. It's a never ending list. Remember Carlos Idris Kamini in goal. Carlos Kamini, yeah. Oh my yeah. days. Martin Dimichelis when he was good. Joaquin. Yeah. Like, Joaquin. Every, everywhere you look. Do you remember Nacho Monreal when he was at Malaga? was unbelievable. He I was mean, good he was good for Arsenal, Arsenal as well. Yeah, yeah. He was decent right, for you, but unbelievable. And a player that Dan and I were discussing before the pod in Lucas Piazon. Yeah. One of the most hilarious stories in Wall of Football. Yeah. And do you know what? In Malaga, wasn't even that bad. 
managed by Manuel Pellegrini as well. Like they've got a big name in charge. And to be honest, yeah. we're talking They're about really spending, I don't think they really spent that much either. Like the most they spent on a player was twenty one million on Santi Cazorla. The rest yeah. of them were like yeah. under ten million pounds, under five million pounds. Like they went yeah, about they got to go for six million euros, and that way. is a yeah. sensational bit of business. How much did they sell him for down the line? Must have been um, thirty. Well, they sold him straight to Madrid, didn't they? So 30 I think million. It was quite a lot. 30 million. Pounds. Yeah. I think Clever it was the transfer mil. business. I, I, I rate it. Obviously, the defining moment for Malaga comes in 2013 when they find themselves in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. So they, they draw the, nil, uh, the first leg 0 0 against Borussia Dortmund. Uh, that was in Spain. Then they go to Germany and they're ahead twice. Eliseo and Joaquin score. Uh, either side of a Lewandowski goal, and they find themselves ahead. But obviously, late in the game, Marco Royce equalised, and then Felipe Santana got the winner, despite him being offside, and it caused quite the... <laughs> Malaga even complained to you way for about it, but they were so close to a semi-final. Second... You know, the, the worst thing is, I, I had him in a... I had him in a sweepstake that year as well, and I thought... Oh, that's the worst bit of this, yeah. I thought, I'm not going to get anywhere with this. And then when I saw them go ahead against Dortmund with like three minutes to go, I thought, do you know what? I actually might have a chance here. And then Felipe Santana ruined my dreams. And so did the Lions, to be honest with you. You don't want to ruin... You don't want to lose any, like, knockout tie. But to lose in a way that is completely, like, nothing to do with you or your fault. It just makes it so much worse. And then the downfall after that, I think their their downfall has spiralled from them not, you know, not pressing on from that. It just affected the yeah. club so much. Yeah. For, that, for those who aren't aware, by 2018, the money had gone, the club were in massive debt, and they were relegated to the Segunda Division. And by 2020, they were down in the third tier, and every single player was put up for sale to save them from complete and utter financial oblivion. Like they've fallen on such hard times for a club that were just games away from a Champions League final. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. 2011-12, they finished fourth in the league as well, which is obviously how they qualify for the Champions League. Like They've gone from fourth yeah. in seven years, they're down into the second division. It's I unbelievable. Mean, this, this was their first time in the Champions League as well. This isn't like a return to yeah. Europe. This is the first time the club made it to Europe. They'd sold some of their biggest names. Cazorla was gone. Yeah, Cazorla had gone uh, to Arsenal. And Nistelrooy yeah. retired. Monreal was gone. Rondon was gone. And then this is the moment where they make it to the quarters and they lose in the like, worst Zayu's way. Breaking forward. It's gone to Baptista. This could wrap it up. Eliseu. There's no flag. The goal stands. And Malaga are standing tall amongst giants. The semi-finals of the Champions League could well be beckoning now. Subatic is onside this time, Santana is blocked, but Borussia Dortmund have one back. It's not done yet, it's Royce. They're queuing up, and it's fist across, goal Santana! They've done it! Incredible! Unbelievable! Astonishing! Dortmund dances! Borussia Dortmund have somehow turned this around! Malaga are down and out on their feet! You know what I didn't realise about this team either is in 2011-12 their general manager was Fernando Hierro. Oh wow! Oh. Which throwback to Bolton? Look at that street there you go. lining up. 
<laughs> Bolton and Malaga inextricably linked through Fernando Hierro. <laughs> the the thread of the streets won't forget Hall of Fame is woven through this team. You ever realise how Fernando Hierro looks like the bust off Art Attack? Like he just looks like he's made by oh, Play-Doh. sake. <laughs> he just looks oven baked. I'd I'd love to spend even just five minutes in your brain. And some of the things you come out, <laughs> I wouldn't. It would break you as a person. <laughs> Can I ask you guys, what what is it about this team you love so much? Obviously, Ben, I know you've got family links to, to Malaga and that area of Spain. But I think it goes beyond just that for you, doesn't it? Like, there's something about the team and the players as well. It's that, like, it's the mix of the streets won't forget players, obviously, all in the same team. Obviously, my favourite players there, we mentioned the, the family stuff. But it's that dream run that I think every fan of a club who's not one of the traditional big six will be able to relate to is that you just hope for that that moment where everything falls into place the stars align you have all the cup luck and off you go and it's it was so close to being a fairy tale story it was a team that obviously you enjoy watching full of talent that we still talk about today it's almost a perfect storm of things you like about football more than sort of any sort of specific league or club mm. Yeah, it's the, it's the hope surrounding the club at the time yeah. that just drew you in, didn't it? It's just the whole story of it, the fact that they were they were threatening to challenge that that big three four that were in Spain at the time. That you know, was that ever to be broken? Was it sustainable? Probably not, but it was a hell of a time to watch them. And the football they played was so exciting. It was, and you look at the squad, and it sounds harsh to say, but most of the squad wasn't anything. Like exceptional world class. I wouldn't say they've got a big star in there. Like not obviously Cazorla no. and Isco went on to be, you know, incredible players and big stars. But at the, the time, big things they yeah. did have were at the end of their careers. Obviously, Van Nistelrooy retiring before the Champions League. Yeah, run. Saviola Julio as well. Batista Batista was yeah. like thirty-two. Yeah, Santa Cruz was thirty-three. I think you know you've yeah. got what it seems to be is everyone that played in that squad just tends to be a nice guy. Like Isco, one of the nicest players going. Cazola, everyone knows, is a sound bloke. Kamini, obviously, to go through what he went through, absolute giant of a man. Like they, yeah. they just had individual stories that, as a team, just made you love them. I have to say, I'm absolutely delighted that Isco has resurrected his career at Real Betis. Like he's one of the best players in Spain now. After years yeah. in the doldrums at Real Madrid, what a player he is! By the way, incredible. Yeah. The so most recent TikTok on our page is Isco playing for Betis, and some of the stuff he does. Just go check out the videos. Yeah, look back the clock to before he was shunned at Madrid. Yeah, I mean, when I used to watch him at Spain, he was unbelievable as well. I think that's the other thing this Malaga team had. Like I said, you you had the wonder kids, or you had the good players at twenty one that their career yeah. was just starting, and you followed them through, and it just made you remember of how good that Malaga team was. I would say you mentioned about. Uh, how sustainable it would have been, Harry. They were actually banned from Europe after that Champions League season. So they finished they finished sixth in the in La Liga that season. And they would have been in the Europa League, of course. But because of the debts they'd already accumulated, they were actually banned from playing in Europe. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So... That's how unsustainable it is. I guess if they won Champions League, it would have been different. Not that I think they could have beaten Bayern. Well, maybe that story would have written itself. I think but... that, that kind of adds to why you like him so much. Is that like... It's the, the boom or bust, like, going for yeah. broke attempt. We're going to make yeah. it this season or we're not going to make it at all. Yeah, I like they did. to do well. Yeah, they did an Icarus and flew way too close to the sun. 
like we yeah. say about streets where we get players, you have to have a short period where you are unbelievable. And Malaga had that. And yeah, made they made sure they had that for one spending season. way out of their means. But what I like about that run is obviously we talked about them losing to Dortmund, the likes of Lewandowski. You obviously had Messi, Ronaldo. The talent in Europe at this time was insane. Their top goal scorer in the Champions League was LSA. I guarantee you some left. of the people listening to this, yeah, listening to this podcast don't even know who he is. And he was their top scorer in a run that got them to the Champions League quarterfinals. I also, I also love those Malaga kits. I don't know I why. Was, I, just I was about to say yeah. this. I they were so different. With the UNESCO sponsorship as well. Yeah. Very yeah, true. they were just, they're such a different kit. Like, you don't see kits like that. You it's know, such that colour. The home one especially is such a simple shirt. Like, it's, there's no frills to it. It's just the stripes, the badge, and the sponsorship. Like, I, it, it's yep. just so simplistically brilliant. They're clean. They're not... Yeah. Over engineered, they're not covered in sponsors. There's the colours as well, like you don't see those colours. No, there's very few teams with that light blue as their home. Like yeah. Coventry is the only one I can really think of that comes to mind. You've got Coventry, a... Malaga, and Argentina, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they have a blue green kit at one point as well? That was oh, by all accounts. Their their away bro. kits start getting quite uh, questionable at times. But, I don't know the the black is it the black and white away yeah, kit the black and grey that one's good thing. with the white yeah. the white sleeves yeah yeah great kit lovely kit. great kit great team yeah a wonderful streets don't forget team Dan what's your favourite player from that team it's got to be Cazorla Cazorla Arisco oh easily brilliantly talented players unbelievable training training in that team must have been an absolute joy you're not getting the ball off those two. Like this is with... a rondo, you'd be knackered, like actually like, collapsing from exhaustion before you get 2011 12. They've got uh, they've got Juan Mi, who obviously now playing for Real Madrid. Well, he's playing yeah. only in the Saudi league now, but that's Hosselu, you pillock. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, we were talking about Juan Mi when you weren't here. We said he had that one year at Southampton, and that was unbelievable ball knowledge from you. Did he have a year at Southampton? <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah. that's probably what you remember him from. Just to confirm, it's Wanmi who had the year at Southampton, not Hosselu, because I know you'll probably confuse yourself now. <laughs> Hosselu yeah. is currently playing for Real Madrid, yes. That's who I'm thinking of, yeah. I assume of the uh, of the three teams we've covered, your what 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 order would you rank them in in terms of your favourites? The three we've covered: Malaga, Bolton, and Newcastle. Ooh, I'm going Malaga in terms of quality. Yeah, I'm going Malaga, Bolton, Newcastle. That's my order. I love that Bolton team and JJ Okocha, arguably one of my favourite ever players, but that Malaga yeah, team as a whole. I think I'd agree with you. I think I'm the same as well. I think the Newcastle team had some good players. I think on balance, maybe a best, uh, I don't know. I just didn't think, really like Pardew as much yeah. as I like Big Sam. Newcastle like, did. The That's combination of Big deal. Sam and Okocha, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Sam, Fernando Uero, and JJ Ococha is just a weird that that should never happen. No, but they're they're not a scratch on this Malaga side. Fantastic. Yeah, in terms of footballing ability, this Malaga team actually did something in the. Uh, Seeing that Bolton were in the Europa In terms League. of players, I like they got more players I like than Bolton do. So, and I guess Bolton are also in the third tier of, of English football. So, <laughs> oh, Malaga. Parallels. Yeah. So, what we're learning from this is that going for the boom or bust. All in Which streets will forget strategy players. for Europe. It'll get you remembered, but will absolutely ruin your football. <laughs> well, if this is if this is how we're doing it, we're gonna have to do Portsmouth next. 
<laughs> I, I mean, yeah, we, I love we, that Portsmouth We can't team not well. talk about Portsmouth. Yeah, Port, I think Portsmouth we have to come to next. But that was a that was a lovely trip down memory lane, and that, that Malaga team's just brilliant. But how much of it do you remember? Because oh, I'm oh back no. in charge you know, you of the quiz. I'm back in charge of the quiz, and the classic returns. It's starting eleven. For those who don't know the rules. Ben and Harry will take turns guessing players who started in a game that I'm going to reveal in a second. Starting players and used subs count as correct answers, but unused substitutes will not count, and they have three lives each. So today's game is Malaga's 2-0 win over Porto in the Champions League round of 16, second leg, on March 13th, 2013. Now, oh, I thought the no. Dortmund game might be too easy for you, so I've gone with Porto. But there no, are... I was hoping it was a Dortmund game because, obviously, when we did the Christmas special and he did the Christmas miracle, I went through that Malaga-Dortmund game, didn't I? So I was hoping <laughs> for it. They're, the Porto team, I have to say, there are a lot of players that you will know and are big-name players. Oh, but are you going to remember them? It, well, this is, I thought I'd test you. 2013. Harry, would yep. you like to kick us off? Um, I will go with Elton, I guess. What, I'm, I'm, brilliant streets won't forget player. Wow, I've completely forgotten about Elton. Yeah, not the, the name pajama, I was expecting. In the pyjama bottoms, Elton <laughs> is in goal for Porto. That is a correct oh, answer. Oh, incredible. Great player. We don't, we don't see enough we... of the pyjama bottoms. No, him and Gabor Kiraly were the uh, the creators of the pajama ball. I was quite unsure about that shout, to be honest with you. But he, the only goalkeeper I remember for them was was Elton. He was a good goalkeeper as well. Yeah, he was Genuinely. decent. Yeah, yeah, no, he was, he was. decent. Well, uh, I'm gonna play it for safe. I'm gonna go for Isco. Isco is of course a correct answer. Isco, Isco, let's have it. Ooh, I will have. Uh, Jao Matinho? That was one of the only Porto names I had written there. Jao <laughs> Matinho is a correct answer. I'm quite. I don't know why I'm picking Porto players here. To be honest with you, <laughs> because I'm I'm fairly confident on this Malaga team, mainly because we've just been looking at it for the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, Saviola, Javier Saviola. Started up front is a correct answer. Malaga played a 4-4-2, by the way. Of course they did. I will have Rocky Santa Cruz. Rocky Santa Cruz was a substitute. Ooh. It was a used substitute. That is a correct answer. Um... Oh, surely you're playing it, Captain. Jesus Gámez. Jesus Gámez, Malaga captain. Is a correct answer. He started yeah. a right back. I will have Eloquim Mangala. What would be worst transfers in football history, that I'd say. <laughs> Eloquim Mangala. Is a correct answer. Oh, the other Porto name. I'm going to nick it now. Jackson Martinez. 
Jackson Martinez. What a throwback of that. I love this man. This portal team is also pretty strict to forget for the some of the players they had. <laughs> Absolutely. Jackson Martinez started up front on his own. That is a correct yes. answer. I will have James Rodriguez. James Rodriguez. Ooh. Was a substitute. Surely. He was a used substitute. That is Ooh. a uh, Julio Baptista. Julio Baptista. Surely he's the one starting up top. Was Javier Savio the strike partner? That is a correct yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, have we had Jeremy Toulalon? We have not had Jeremy Toulalon. Jeremy Toulalon is a correct answer. Jeremy Toulalon. Decent player. Yeah. Good player, yeah. Uh... Martin Demichelis. Martin Demichelis is a correct answer. He was at centre back. Um. Oh, Alexandro. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. Great Alexandro player. started at left back for Porto. That is a correct answer. Was the other centre back that Wellington bloke? The Wellington. Brazilian. I mean, of course he's Brazilian with a name like that. <laughs> Is a correct answer. E. Um, I am going to go for a streets won't forget player from Porto. Can I have Lucho Gonzalez? Oh. Lucho Gonzalez is a correct answer. Ooh. As soon as you said, I'm going to pick a street so I don't forget player from Porto, I put my cursor next to Lucho Gonzalez's name before you'd <laughs> even said it. <laughs> um, oh, uh, did Joaquin from Malaga. Oh, Joaquin. Is a correct answer. He started on the right-hand side of the midfield. Oh. Can I just have... To, just to let you know what you've got left, you've got the Malaga goalkeeper, you've got the Malaga left-back and central midfielder, and then you've got two youth substitutes. For Porto, you have uh, the right-back, uh, one centre-back, one midfielder... Sorry, two midfielders, a winger, and two youth substitutes. Can I have... Eliseu? Elisayu is an incorrect answer. Ooh. Ooh. I thought he'd be the left back. I believe he was an unused substitute. This is the season he finished top goal scorer in the Champions League for him, isn't it? Yeah, didn't even play in the second leg of the round of 16. <laughs> oh, if he didn't play... Was the left back a bloke named Antonitz? You know what? I never would have got the left back, so thank you. Vittorino Antonitz. It's a correct answer. He did yeah, start on that. used to use him on FIFA all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Can I have... This is a bit of a punt. Nicholas Otamendi. Oh. I think they signed him and Mangala because they apparently look good for Porto. Nicholas yeah, Otamendi. Probably Let's got a yellow card right. as Otamendi, well. Otamendi was far better than Mangala was for Man City. Yes. <laughs> and I imagine in this game he got a yellow card. Nicholas Otamendi. And off. Is a correct answer. And he nice. did get a yellow card. He was the first player to be booked <laughs> in the game. Yeah, classic. <laughs> After 17 minutes. <laughs> Love that. You still play, Malaga played 4 4 2, right? Yeah, so Isco and Joaquin were the wingers. So yeah. you're missing a central midfielder. Was that central midfielder Ignacio Camacho? That's who I was going to say. Ignacio Camacho was a substitute. Oh, f Surely he comes on, though. He did come on. He was a huge oh, substitute. Yeah. That is a correct answer. I, I swear he could play right mid, centre mid, right back, CDM, and centre back. Yeah. yeah, he played everywhere. So you're going to bring him on. Um. Oh. Can I have Fernando? City Fernando. really liked this Porto side, didn't they? They did, yeah. Fernando is a correct answer. He started a midfield for Porto. Fernando, Jean oh. Martino and James Rodriguez is an unbelievable midfield yeah, three. That is insane. And they lost. There might be another X-Man City player as well. I think I know who it is, but I wasn't sure until you said that. I think I have an idea. Because, ah, uh, it's in my head, so I'm going to say it. It's Danilo in this team. That's who I think it is. Danilo. Was it right back for Porto? That is a correct oh. answer. We've got a lot of personal history with Danilo, don't we, Dan? We do indeed. So we've got Danilo, Otamendi, Mangala, Dimichelis, uh this is a Man City team three yeah, years in the making. Rocky Santa Cruz. And do you know what? I'm going to say another one, Daniel. I'm going to say Willy Caballero, who I also think was... Oh, yeah. Apart I don't from know if the he played, players, the two starting players of Porto, you've not guessed. This team is actually, like, a pretty decent. It's a good team. I don't know how they lost this compared to the Malaga team, to be honest. But Willy Caballero... It's either him or Kameni, but for the sake of the Man City link, I'm going to go with Caballero. Kameni had left by this point. So Did Willy he? Caballero is a correct answer. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was there for Yonks. Didn't he play for Wolves as well, Carlos Kameni? I don't know. I don't think he ever played outside of Spain, did he? I thought he was at Wolves. I and... can't remember now. I thought he was still there this year. I don't know. Maybe he was. Yeah, he was. Ignore me. I thought this he was one... Play. Yeah, no. Just played Caballero in Champions League. I mean, it's no, not exactly never, a bad choice. He never played for Wolves. Was at Malaga between 2012 and 2017, and then went to Fenerbahce. Did he really? Did he also not wear pajama bombs for a spell, Kamini? Yeah, he Kamini. did. He definitely did. Yeah. Apparently, he was massive. I never thought he was that big, but apparently, he was just a huge bloke. Back to you, Ben. So what have we got left, Daniel, just before what we go? What have we got left? You have... 
a central midfielder for Malaga and a single used substitute. And for Porto, you have two starters and two subs. I'm gonna. I think I know the two Malaga players. So I'm gonna say because I right. remember a winger. I think this is bad. I remember his FIFA card. Is where I'm getting this from. We're back to the old faithful. It was. I think he was a right winger. It's like Varela, 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 Sylvester Ooh. Varela. Is a correct answer. Yeah. I thought it was someone else. Nah, yeah, it was like 78 rated. But for some reason, you know, these things stay with you. How many subs we got left for um, Porto, Dan? Who? The the other thing I'm going to tell you is the Porto winger, who is listed as playing out on the wing by the official Champions League website, I'd say is more of a central midfielder. It's actually absolutely a central midfielder, not a winger. I'm thinking, who's the? How many subs we got left for them? Two. I'm gonna have a punt then. I think one of the subs. I very much doubt he came on, but I'm running out of names. I think it's Christian Atsu. Christian Atsu. Oh man, was a substitute. It was a U substitute. That is a correct answer. I think I know the other Malaga centre mid. Because uh, I think it's Manuel Itura. Manuel Itura. Chilean bloke. But the clean sweep of the Malaga starting 11. What? Is a correct answer. Oh, yes. great shout. I had no idea, to be honest with you. I, forgot, I completely forgot he existed. Yeah, you've still got the one sub for Malaga. I will have a punt then at Diego Lugano. Diego Lugano. I think if you win in, you might bring on another centre-back. Is an incorrect answer, Harry. You are down to a single life. Was he on the bench? He was, but he didn't come on. Oh. <laughs> I kind of want to say Piers on for the memes. I don't think he was that bad at Malaga. Lucas Piazon was a substitute. That makes sense. And he was a used substitute. That is a oh, oh, well played, mate. The well Malaga played. team he used to sign him on FIFA all the time. I don't know why. Right, You've got what two are we players missing? left. You've what got are we the. Porto? You've got the, a Porto substitute and the winger slash actual central midfielder who was playing on the wing for no apparent reason. Right. I. I once heard this man get mentioned as Streets Won't Forget and I almost puked in my mouth because he is not. But I am going with Stephen DeFore. Stephen DeFore. I heard someone say that this man is Streets Won't Forget and I thought... I already know who it was as well. Yes, you do, 100%. Stephen DeFore. Yes, you do. Is a correct answer. Oh, no. Not a bad player. Like, not great, but not bad. Bully. One left. Yeah. What position are we looking for? He's a substitute and he was a centre-back. Hmm. 
Yeah, this is a tough one now. Hmm. He shares the same name as, funnily enough, another former Man City player, but it's obviously not the Man City player. See, my show would have been Ricardo Correa. See, that's what I was thinking, but he's, he's not, not playing centre-half. <laughs> I can't think of the centre-half, so I can think of a lot of other players there, but not centre-half. Oh, no, Pepe's at Madrid by now. Uh... So I'm going to let you know now, Ben, if you do somehow get this answer right, I am going to give you the win because Harry is on a single life and you are still on three. Yeah, Ooh. that's fine. I would, I would also give him the win. Defender, and he shares the name of the Man City player. It's a single name. Oh yes, Danilo, Mycon, Mycon. I think it is Mycon. I think it is Mycon. I was leading. I thought he was Rolando for a second, but I think it is Mycon. Was a substitute. Oh, it's definitely Mycon. And he was a you substitute. <laughs> that is the correct <laughs> answer. And a clean well sweep and the win for Ben. Well done. You loved to see it. Didn't that, that Porto <laughs> team had like genuinely good that Porto team? Didn't they have yeah. Juan Turbe as well? Apart from Defour and Varela, that is a top draw side. I mean, how are you leaving James Rodriguez on the bench? I know he's young. Defour but... wasn't a bad player. I mean, he doesn't fit with that whole team. But well, congratulations on your victory, Ben. Thank you very much. And that was another episode of the Streets Won't Forget podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if you did enjoy, please give us a follow and a five-star rating on Spotify. It really helps us out. And you can follow us on social media at SWF underscore pod for the Twitter and Streets Won't Forget podcast for Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to tell us anything, your thoughts on this Malaga team, your favourite Champions League memory from that era, please email us. It is the Streets Won't Forget podcast at gmail.com. Boys, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure as always. Have a cracking week, mate. We'll see you next week. Adios. Gira can hit them. Did And just there he scored! Jadinho's done it! Yakubu making another glimpse.